What's up everybody? Welcome back to the queue. This is season 5 and this is our one year anniversary season y'all. It's been a whole year. Can you believe it? Because I certainly can't. It's been a year. It's been a whole year. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I wanted to take this time to say thank you to everybody who's ever supported the podcast in any way, shape, or form. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I can honestly say, this season is going to be bomb. It's going to be bomb because we got some great topics coming up this season. And we got some co-hosts again. So sit back, relax, and I hope you guys enjoy. So... This episode is going to be a little bit different. So we're going to ease into this season. Because a lot of things are going to be happening. Like I mentioned before, this season might be a little bit chaotic. um, At least for the first couple of weeks. Because I'm moving at the end of the month. So we're just going to ease in. This isn't going to be a long episode today. But we're going to talk about some, some deep things. Um... Overall, what I want to share is that it is okay to change your mind. It is okay to take a different path. And it is okay to do what you feel you need to do and be who you feel you are. Q tips. <laughs> here as our starting point for season five and as I stated at the end of my intro this episode is going to be about forging your own path doing things differently if you need to and just being true to yourself and so I say all of that to say that this episode is affectionately titled step out on faith and it kind of like this whole this whole pandemic year really um you know going on two years now almost it's just it's just had me thinking a lot about a lot of stuff and having the job that I do I had to work through the pandemic um now that's not to say that I wasn't grateful for my job because I I was throughout that whole thing but the impact that that took, the toll that that took on me, my colleagues, our mental health, that sort of thing, um, is, 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 it really started to show. It, it really did. It really started to show throughout the pandemic. Um, and and our, our agency was pretty good with, with responding in the beginning and shutting everything down the way we were supposed to and 
putting different policies in place for our safety. I will give them that. They they did do their best to, you know, to, to follow up with everything that they needed to follow up with in the beginning. Um, but as time went on, things just got worse and worse and worse from like an internal perspective. And it just, it wasn't good. It, it wasn't good for anybody at all. Um, and it didn't seem like we were being listened to either. Like when we were talking about different challenges we were having, um, with certain things, there were changes that were implemented, but they weren't really helpful. Then there were other times where we would say something about a particular issue and it would get resolved, but then it came with all these caveats and like, it just, it wasn't good and and it didn't get any better. And then, you know, the, the, the flies started dropping, um, as I, as I like to say, and so we started losing people left and right, um, and then come to find out it wasn't just our office, it was, you know, the agency as a whole was losing people, and it was just like, okay, what's happening here, like, clearly something is not working, whether it's the business model, whether it's the internal model, whether it's the, you know, something isn't working you know or or maybe multiple things are not working and so you know as people started to leave um you know at at first there was some jealousy I'm not gonna lie there was some jealousy like oh man you know these people get to leave and go off and do better things with their lives and I'm still stuck at this you know wretched place um and and I you know and I, I, I'll, I say stuck because I am currently in a contract with my agency for something. And I technically can't break the contract. Um, I can. I have every right to. Uh, but if I did do that, that would, that would incur some other issues that I'm not in a place to deal with right now. So for the time being... The goal is to finish out the contract, um, but even that's not looking like that's going to happen. <laughs> um, hence, you know, the stepping out on faith. And so, you know, once the jealousy passed and I was like, look, you can't be mad at these people for going after what they want um, and, you know, taking the change or making the change that they feel they need to make at this time. And it wasn't that I was mad at them. It was, uh, it was more me being mad at the situation. Um, because the contract that I signed, I didn't sign it right away when I started working for the company. Um, it, it was a choice type of thing. And I didn't want to make that choice the first year that I worked at the company because I kind of wanted to get a feel for the company um, and see whether or not the company was worth staying at to do that sort of thing. And I, and I had looked for other jobs um, in the beginning when I first started working there because there were some, uh, some yellow flags and orange flags that had kind of popped up in the first year that I worked there and I was like oh this isn't <laughs> this doesn't seem like it's for me anymore um, but at that point I kind of backed myself into a corner um, and per my job and the particular credentials that I have um, I needed a different set of credentials to be able to leave and go somewhere else or to go to the places I wanted to go to I needed uh, additional credentials so at the time, my thought process was, okay, you know what, I'm just going to stay here then, get the additional credentials I need, and then, you know, I can be out. 
And so that's what that contract is for. The contract is for me gaining some additional credentials that I'm working towards currently. I'm almost finished, thank the Lord. I'm not quite there yet, but almost finished. Um, and so I'm hoping to be to be finished with that by early next year, prayerfully. Um, if it happens before then, by God, I hope it does. But if it doesn't, I just got to trust the process and, and stick it out. Um, I'll be, I'll be explaining a little bit more about that in detail, um, later in a different episode. It may even be a bonus episode. I don't remember, but so yeah, once the initial jealousy passed, if everybody was, you know, everybody was able to kind of get out of Dodge and, 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 um, save themselves in in a manner of speaking, um, I kind of started thinking about my own options, about what I could do, and I've never been the person who only wanted to be good at one thing. Like, you, there's people who, you know, they get into a field, or they get a certain set of skills, and they perfect those skills, and they become experts in their fields, or masters of the trade, or what have you, and that's well and good for those people. I'm not that person. I mean, I want to be good at what I do, and I want to do what I do well. Um, but I'd like to have multiple skills where I have high levels of mastery and I don't like to just be good at one thing. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, what are some, you know, if I were going to just radically change my life, what are some of my other interests that I feel like I could, you know, go down that path with? And a lot of people... A lot of people may not know that um, I've always had an interest in computers um, and technology. Um, It was something that I previously wanted to kind of start my career in, Um, but that did not pan out for me because the way that they teach technology, or at least the way that they did teach it uh, when I was in undergrad and things to learn it, was it was very math-based. like, in theory, like, tech stuff is very math-based and science-based. And math is not my strong suit. Never was. Um, and so I had took a couple computer classes in high school before going to college. And I would have... I think I took, like, the first two intro courses that we had. And then I could have gone on to, like, kind of finish out the series that the high school had. But the, the third course was, like, purely math. And I was just like, no, that's, nope, that's not going to work. Because the, the second course was like half application, half math. And so the math part of that course I really struggled with. And I was just like, I know that I could push through it if I if I tried, but I don't want to push through it. I want to know it and I want to be comfortable in it. I don't want to be second guessing myself the whole time. So I didn't pursue that um, in high school. I didn't continue to pursue that in high school. And then in college, um, I probably could have minored in it if I if I like took the time to like look up all the stuff. But again, I would have had to take some math courses where I didn't have any like prior exposure to to those types of math at all. Um, and I did not want to set myself up for failure. So I passed on that again. 
college. Um, I didn't even think about it in grad school because grad school I was just focused on like finishing what I had to do for, for my regular masters. I surely wasn't thinking about adding anything else. Um, and I was working two jobs and, and doing other things <laughs> during grad school. So I just, it wasn't even on my mind. Um, and then when I, when I finished, well, I took a gap year. So I took a gap year between high, between undergrad and grad school. And in that time, I did some tech work um, at my town library uh, in my hometown. And I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, it was nice. Um, I didn't really do much. But, you know, it, it served its purpose, I guess. Um, and... You know, it was something I learned, and it was something I did, and I did it well. Uh, but I, but I did always want to know more. You know, um, there just wasn't room for that, to that kind of like advancement at that particular job. So, here we are. You know, fast forward a couple of years, and kind of back at that crossroads about you know, do I foster this interest in tech and and computers? Or do I keep, you know, passing on it? And it's something that I've always come back to. Um, I've had millions of interest in my life so far. And technology and computers is always something that seems to stick with me um, in some way, shape, or form, in some regard. So, you know, back in March, um, when it kind of seemed like this thing was somewhat not necessarily going away but like the vaccine was becoming widely more widely available for certain people um and like right before that like in february um the the ball kind of got rolling in my agency where where the fly started to drop and so i really started to think about okay what are my other options here you know if because at one point there was there was a very large concern that they were going to close our office because we just didn't have the people to, to you know to run it um or at least it seemed that way it felt like that um and so it was like okay it, you know worst case scenario if they do close my office you know what am i going to do because i already know that with my current level of credentials um, my job options were limited so i was just like okay well i guess we need to find we, we need to make a plan B. We need, we need to find something to fall back on. Um, and, you know, enter technology and computers again. And it was just like, okay, I keep coming back to this, you know. Clearly, I, I'm meant to do something with it. Or I'm, it's, it's meant to be more than just an interest or more than just a hobby. Because it, it, it keeps coming back up as a career choice or as an opportunity for income. And... What, you know, what, what is stopping me this time? What, what is holding me back from exploring this as an option for income or a career path or, or anything similar? And I couldn't find an excuse this time. Um, the first time was, you know, I don't know enough math. I don't have enough math background. Um, the second time was, you know, the, the tech job that I was doing, I didn't have any room to advance there to learn more. Um, and this time there didn't seem to be an excuse. And I had been seeing the ads for the Coursera company. Um, and if you don't, this is not sponsored by them. Um, 
but if you don't know what they are, they're a company that offers like online classes and programs for a variety of topics. And I had kept seeing this. I had actually seen it long before this because my my other tech job that I worked before I started my career, um, they actually had us take a couple courses on there for like some staff trainings once before. So like I knew the company existed and I knew that they had um, I knew that they had courses on technology that I could take. But at the time, there wasn't like I said, you know, I, I hadn't planned to do anything with that. Um, and at the current company that I was at, it didn't make sense to take courses if I couldn't use them to advance in that company. Um, and again, using the math excuse, you know, I wouldn't have been able to apply anywhere else to use those skills because I didn't have enough background in, in, the, in the field of technology itself. So now, here we are at this point, um, back in March, and it was like, you know, mid-February, late February, early March, and I was like, okay, what is, what is stopping me from doing this? Because through Coursera, it is a very, um, streamlined type of course, and it's, it takes about six to eight months to complete, um, they say like they the whole time frame is like three to I think it's like three to six months is the whole time frame um but but I think you get up to eight months to complete it something like that but it's you know it's pretty streamlined it's not even gonna take another like two years or so of school that sort of thing I can get it done within a year no problem right and then I saw that it costs money and so I was like okay well I don't really have money to do that right now. Like, I know it's not free. Um, but then I saw they offered financial aid. So I was like, okay, let me see what that's about. So I filled out the form. Um, and it's a very informal form, too, which was weird at first because I was like, okay, is this a scam then? Because, like, it didn't ask me about... It didn't ask me to input any numbers at all except, like, what I thought I could pay per month. Um, and so... Two weeks went by, and I got the email from them that my financial aid was approved, and that I could start the first course. So the particular program that I'm doing, it is a uh, it is a IT support specialist course through Google. Um, they have a partnership with Google, and so it's five courses, and and I got the approval to do the first course. And I was just like, okay, can I just do this course? And so I did the course and I finished it. And I was like looking for a place to pay and it it didn't have one. Um, And so I was like, okay, what does that mean? So then I I filled out the financial aid course for the second, the financial aid form for the second course. And I was like, okay, we're just going to ride this out then and, and see if that's how this works. And so far it has been working that way. I haven't had to pay anything. Um, for the courses themselves, which was such an eye-opener, because had I known that I had that option and that's how it worked before, I, could, I would have did this a long time ago, um, but you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and so that's what I've been working on since March, um, is trying to get this specialist uh, program done. I am on the second to last course right now. 
of course Fort and I have been dragging my feet I, I will admit that um and it's just it's you know it's been it's been interesting <laughs> I will I will say that it's definitely been interesting to kind of see a different side of myself as far as my motivation levels uh, about getting this done and and the opportunities that it may offer me you know obviously nothing is guaranteed but it definitely has put a little bit more pep in my step to know that if my current field ever was no longer a viable option for me that I do have other skills that I can build off of and, and work off of um so yeah, so, so working through the pandemic was just, it was very emotionally taxing. And I was just like, okay, I, I think I'm going to need a break from the field. Um, because the way that things have been going in the field, it just, it hasn't been pleasant. Um, and, and nobody seems to be valuing their workers, or at least my agency doesn't seem to be. And none of us are doing, you know, that great. So the turning point for me there, though, like for really kind of deciding, okay, this is something I definitely need to, to pursue because the field isn't changing anytime soon, is that, so back in, Fe so October of last year, the supervisor for our office uh, requested a transfer to a different office. And... When she left, that left a pretty big hole for us as a team. And then in February, we lost two more clinicians. And then things just kind of started snowballing from there. And then in like April, May, we lost another one. And then between May and June, we lost two more. And we're losing another one this week. So it's just like, it's been difficult to say the least to deal with. And it just seems like it, the, the agency that I work for currently, they just, they don't seem to be doing what they need to do in order to keep people happy. Um, and I get it. You can't, you can't please everybody. Um, you, you know, you can't can't make an allowance for everything I, I understand that but when you have multiple people across the board in every one of your offices like when you have office shortages everywhere I, I, you kind of got to take a look at your business model or, or it, it, it's not the employees at that point you know it, it's not just us complaining about everything like it's you you probably should take a look at your actual structure and, and employee um, morale and like all of that stuff and figure out what's happening um, but I, I don't think they plan to do that uh, they just seem like they're just trying to either make the rest of us work twice as hard or they hire people and then the people don't stay um, because the, <laughs> the people coming in realize that you know it's not a great place to work for um, and so they, they just cut their losses in the beginning. Um, and it's, it's sad, you know, cause the, the services are needed. Um, and a lot of people do rely on them and, and it's sad that the people doing the work, i.e. us, uh, are feeling like we can't, at least not, not in a productive way anymore.
Um, so yeah, so, you know, like I said before, my interest in computers has always been there. Um, my uncle works for, uh, well, they're not a computer company specifically, but he works in their tech, like, department, um, and he's been doing that, and, and probably, my, I'm sure my love of computers came from him, um, in one way or another, and, you know, it's, it's always been something that has been present in my life as far as, like, being able to, you know, figure out complex problems and to be the person in the family that everybody comes to if, you know, they need help with their phone or whatever device they may have, um, which, you know, nowadays most young kids are that person in their family just because we grew up with more technology, but I think for me it's a... I don't want to say it's a calling, but it's definitely, uh, it's not just something I know how to do, it's something I want to know how to do, and it's something I want to know more about, if I can, if somebody were going to show me. Um, one of the things that I, (laughs) that I enjoy doing is reading manuals, um, any kind of manuals, um, I, I like knowing how to, how to kind of take something apart and put it back together type of thing, um, I like to know why something works the way it does. I like to know ways to make it more efficient. Um, and so I used to want to write manuals for a living. That didn't pan out. Because um, nobody reads the manual anyway, and yet most things still come with one. Um, some things don't. Which is weird to me, because how am, I supposed to, how am I supposed to know how to use your product if you don't give me any instructions on how to use your product? I mean, certain things are kind of self-explanatory, but as we all know, there's always one bad apple in the bunch that's going to try to use something that it's not meant to be used for. Hence why manuals are important. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so, I mean, who knows? I could end up doing that with, you know, even with these, these new skills that I'm learning, I could, I could still end up writing tech manuals, which would be lovely because tech manuals are not written for the faint of heart like they're not written in like for the for the common man uh which is weird because most of the products that we use on a day-to-day basis uh, the common man uses them not somebody who has you know technical knowledge of, of whatever the product is so you would think they would take that in mind when writing the manual but no not all the time anyways so i say that to say you know it took me a very long time to get to this point where I made a decision that I was going to switch career fields. Um, and again, it's, it's not to say that I don't like the field that I'm in. I love the work that I do. I just don't like where I'm doing it right now. And I just need time to like take a break and reevaluate you know, where my place in that field is going to be. Because right now, where the, the sector that I'm working in is just, it's a lot for me right now um and that is why I prefaced this episode by saying it's okay to change your mind it's okay to take a different path and it's okay to you know honor yourself and what you know is right for you at the time and and right now I feel like I not that I don't need to be doing this work but I don't need to be doing it in this way 
this place um and so my goal for the rest of this month is to finish the program um i have been saying that since the beginning and i had some family stuff happen a few months ago um which kind of like you know derailed me a little bit from a lot of things and kind of trying to get myself back on track from there and like everything when everything with the move started happening that kind of added more stuff that I was trying to juggle at one time and so I'm really just trying to focus on getting this program finished getting situated with my move and just kind of starting fresh um in my new apartment with my new credentials that sort of thing and I want to, for, for anybody who's listening, knowing why you're doing something is so important. Um, so there's a movie called Up in the Air. It was made in 2009, I believe. And there's a scene in the movie where, so the premise, I, I believe I've talked about it on another episode before, but the premise of the movie is that the, uh, George Clooney plays a guy who, he basically fires other people. Companies hire him to go around and just, you know, lay people off and what he does is he explains like their severance package to them and all this stuff and so Anna Kendrick plays his like understudy because he's planning to retire and and you know so he's trying to teach her like how to properly lay someone off and you may think that you know what do you mean properly lay somebody off and so there's a humane way to do that and so that's what he does he tries to provide the people that he's going to lay off um a humane perspective on the fact that they're losing their job um it's actually quite noble um if you watch the movie Um. so one of the quotes from the movie is george Clooney's character is asking the guy who's getting laid off he's like how much money did they first pay you to give up on your dreams the guy's like what are you talking about and so part of George Clooney's job is to like look at their resume and kind of highlight their other skills and so this guy went to the Cordon Bleu school of cooking and he never did anything with that um the company that he was getting laid off from he started working there because he had a family and he needed to provide for them And so George Clooney asked him the question, how much did they first pay you to give up on your dream of possibly opening your own restaurant? And the guy says the number that he first started making when he joined the company. And then George Clooney follows up with, and when were you going to stop to go back to cooking? And the guy kind of just looks at him and says, you know, I had planned on it, but you know, the family got bigger they needed more things my kids went to college you know and and you know things came up basically is what the guy says back to George Clooney and George Clooney says well now there isn't anything in the way anymore um and so George Clooney's job is to take this guy's worst day and to make it better you know to make it his best day and and that's what he does and the guy kind of thinks for a second and you know he realizes the opportunity that he has been given to go and pursue his dream 
you know, and even if it doesn't work, you know, at least he tried, right? And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I don't know if getting these credentials is actually going to provide me any long-term satisfactory opportunities, but what I do know is that I've put it off for long enough and that I owe it to myself to at least try. And if it works out, great. If it doesn't, I still have skills that I can utilize. Um, Even if I'm not using them in a practical way, even if I'm not using them on a day-to-day basis. And so one of my favorite quotes to kind of motivate myself um, is to tell myself to gear up. Um, and it comes from, if you watch NCIS, it comes from Gibbs. And so that is what he says whenever they're about to head out to a crime scene or go on a case. As he's walking out, he's like, all right, gear up. And so that is my, that is my motivational thing. When I'm about to do something, you know, I, I pep talk myself and I'm like, all right, let's gear up and get this done. Um, and like a second kind of secondary thing I say is get after it. So gear up and get after it. Um, for anyone who's thinking about changing paths, for anyone who's thinking about doing something different, for anyone who feels like they are no longer serving their authentic self with what they're doing, get up and gear after it, you know, gear up and get after it, whatever, whatever it is that you want to explore, whatever it is that you want to try, whatever path you want to take, gear up and get after it find out what it is find out what you need to do to 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 get your foot in that door and and push basically um you know it 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 may not be something as complex as you know it or whatever you might want to start selling sweets or something you might want to start an etsy page whatever it is you know gear up and get after it you know it's it's your thing and it's going to be all about you and even if it starts as a side hustle for right now do it as a side hustle until you can you know make it your full-time thing if that's what you want to do with it but definitely make a plan about it figure out what it is that you want to want to do make a plan with it and i cannot stress this enough know your why Knowing your why is probably the most important thing when making any decision. What is it, you know, you know, when you're making a plan, of course you have to think about what it is you want to change. Of course you have to think about, you know, the resources that you're going to need to, to make the change happen. Of course you're going to have to think about what the long-term effects are of, of the change itself. But knowing the why is what's going to keep you motivated knowing why you want to make the change knowing why the resources you need are the resources you need knowing why you want a particular set of long-term outcomes from this change like that is going to be what keeps you going and so know your why write it down post it up somewhere make a poster board stick it in front of your desk like knowing your why is going to be your saving grace when you are making a big life change and that's not to say that it's not going to take work that's not to say that it's going to happen overnight because it's not 
And in those times where you slack off, in those times where you say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, in those times where maybe you do everything you're supposed to do and you're not seeing the results you want to see, in those times, you are going to have to remember your why. Because the minute you forget, it's going to be like, oh, I don't need to do this anymore. I quit. This is too hard. I'm giving up. No. Remember your why. If you start it with a purpose, push. Keep going until you see your purpose fulfilled. Now, there is there there may come a point in time where you just have to cut your losses, where it's just not working out the way you want to, and maybe you do need to step away from it. But when something is for you, is for you so whether you have to take a break from it and come back to it or put it on pause and just regroup and so you know what you're doing then that's what you got to do but if it's something that you keep coming back to you keep coming back to it keeps coming up in your life keeps coming up in your life it's for you and all you need to do is just put yourself in position for everything else to fall into place so gear up and get after it whatever it might be even if you haven't figured it out yet just show up half of the battle is showing up and most of the time if you're front and center and present that's gonna go a long way so yeah that's gonna that's that's my goal so now i have accountability to you guys as my audience that i'm going to get this done by the end of the month no matter what before i move this will be finished so if anybody else wants to add their accountability project go ahead and you know comment it uh, on the instagram or on the website and we can all be accountable together so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode like i said we were just going to ease in to this season Uh, The next episode next week, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about some of the internal problems with the mental health field. Um, So, just keep your why in the forefront of your mind because it will not let you down. It will not let you down. But I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend and that you have a good upcoming week. And I will see you at the next episode.